welcome to Easy, Easy Baked Baked Takes, Takes, the podcast where we read you the one-star reviews of your favorite movies and more. My name's Kat. I'm Riley. And today, going off our fallish, Halloweenish. This one's witchy. Witchy fall. Witchy fall. This one, I'm doing the Blair Witch Project. It, it was made in 1999. It's rated R. It's a little less than an hour and a half. It's an hour and 21. Well, I'm going to go ahead and read the plot. The film purports to be footage found in the discarded cameras of three young filmmakers who had gone missing. In October 1994, film students Heather, Mike, and Josh set out to produce a documentary about the mythical Blair Witch. They travel to Burkittsville, Maryland, and interview residents about the myth. Locals tell them of a Rustin Parr, a hermit, who lived in the forest and abducted seven kids in the 1940s. He supposedly murder them all in his basement, killing them in pairs while having one stand in the corner. The students explore the forest in North Burkittsville to research the myth. They meet two fishermen, one of whom warns them that the forest is cursed. He tells them of a young child named Robin Weaver who went missing in 1988. When she returned three days later, she talked about an old woman whose feet never touched the ground. The students hiked to Coffin Rock, where five men were found ritualistically slaughtered in the 19th century. Their corpses later disappeared. They camp for the night, and the next day find an old graveyard with seven small Karens, one of which Josh accidentally knocks over. That night, they hear the sound of sticks snapping. The following day, they try to hike back to their car, but cannot find it before dark and make camp. They again hear sticks snapping. In the morning, they find that three Karens have been built beside their tent. Heather learns her map is missing. Mike reveals he kicked the map into a creek out of frustration, which provokes a fight between the trio as they realize they are lost. They decide to head south using Heather's compass and discover stick figures hanging from trees. They again hear mysterious sounds that night, including children laughing. After an unknown force shakes the tent, they hide in the forest until dawn. Upon returning to their tent, they find that their possessions have been rifled through and Josh's equipment is covered with slime. They come across a river identical to one they crossed earlier and realize they have been walking in circles. Josh vanishes the next morning and Heather and Mike try to vain, in vain to find him. That night, they hear Josh's agonized cries but are unable to find him. They theorize that his yells are a fabrication by the Blair Witch to draw them out of their camp. The next day, Heather discovers a bundle of twigs tied with fabric from Josh's shirt. Upon opening the bundle, she also finds a blood-soaked scrap of his shirt containing teeth and hair. Although distraught, she does not tell Mike. That night, she records herself apologizing to her own, Mike's, and Josh's families, taking responsibility for their predicament. That night, they hear Josh calling out to them and follow the voice to the abandoned ruins of the house of Rustin Parr, featuring demonic symbols and children's bloody handprints on the walls. Trying to locate Josh, they go to the basement, where an unseen force assaults Mike, causing him to drop his camera. Heather enters the basement, yelling, and her camera captures Mike standing in the corner facing the wall. Heather calls out to him, but he doesn't react. The unseen force assaults Heather, causing her to drop her camera, and the film ends. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it. We have directors Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez. Daniel Myrick basically worked on other projects like The Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. He produced the Blair Witch 2016 remake. He directed something called The Objective. Not much was done other than other Blair Witch projects, basically. Interesting. That doesn't mean anything. I think it does. I disagree. (laughs) Eduardo Sanchez also worked on Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2 as a producer. He directed segments for the VHS 2 movie uh, and directed something called Exist. Writers Daniel Myrick, Eduardo Sanchez, and Heather Donahue, who plays... Heather Donahue in the movie. Mm-hmm. She wrote Taken, but it's not the Taken with what's his name? Liam Neeson. No, it's about a mini series about alien abductions. And then she acted in a few stuff, but uh, I have a trivia about her 
later on that's a little disappointing um oh, okay because i was about to say i was like it, it's similar to the people who are in like paranormal activity mm-hmm. where like the whole thing was like they had to convince people like these are real people so it's mm-hmm. like they're not gonna get a lot of acting jobs <laughs> that are like in big things yeah it was unfortunate how the public responded to her, but I have more information about that later. I feel like it has to do with how it was written. More misogyny than anything, but, you know. I'm not surprised if people hated her because of misogyny. Yeah. We have our cast, Heather Donahue, who plays Heather Donahue, Joshua Leonardo, who plays Joshua Leonardo. It's just Leonard. Oh, not the teenage mutant. Yeah. <laughs> Kel Bummer. <laughs> And we have Michael C. Williams, who plays Michael Williams as Michael Williams. Michael Williams as Michael Williams. As Michael Williams. <laughs> Joshua ended up having a pretty good independent film career. He acts a lot, and he was in the HBO's acclaimed series Hung. He was in True Detective. Uh, he directed a few episodes of the Duplass Brothers' Togetherness, in addition, roles, in addition to roles in the films Higher Ground by Vera Farmiga and If I Stay by R.G. Cutler. So... He, he's he's still working in the industry quite a bit yeah michael has has acted in movies like the altered the objective that daniel myrick wrote and other blair witch projects so he's not in much like joshua is here but yeah but i have some trivia this film was in the guinness book of world records for top budget box office ratio the film cost sixty thousand dollars to make and made back 248 million that's a ratio of one dollar spent for every ten thousand nine hundred thirty one dollars made looked like it cost less <laughs> hey you know it's not a dig it genuinely yeah, no, looks exactly. like it costs less you know you can hate it but it is it got his money mm-hmm. <laughs> directors kept in touch with actors heather donahue michael c williams and joshua leonard what is it leonard it's leonard. just leonard <laughs> joshua leonard via walkie talkies to ensure that the three would not become lost during their trek reportedly they got lost at least three times so they kind of lived in the movie a lot yeah i, I mean and so they did retro scripting too right so it's like oh this movie is very immersive like the directors yeah. were gone while they were filming they actually the actors filmed the movie themselves like heather actually did majority of the filming yeah because it seemed like them doing retro scripting which we've talked about with paranormal activity they are just they have to find their (laughs) their acting objectives Mm -hmm. so it's like you are basically in it like you are basically just doing this except you know that there's no actual blair witch and that's it i'm surprised none of them killed each other it's like (laughs) well it's so interesting because not only were they improv everything but they had little notes from the directors like they would reach a point like a designated point the waypoints yeah find their notes that they weren't allowed to see each other's notes that the directors left for them gave them their objectives for what that character needed to do and then they went on and just kept filming it's very crazy it's it's actually pretty impressive just for the actor's sake you know yeah i'm glad they had the walkie-talkies at least because it seems like something that could you know potentially be very dangerous like to give somebody a note that they can't share of like something that's gonna upset the whole group it's like well did you actually lose that or is it part of what we're doing yeah exactly and there's more about that in a little bit it's it's very wild yeah and i I have to say as much as i fucking hate (laughs) the end product yes i hate what was put on screens i'm not gonna sit here and disrespect the work that was done to do it and the fact it was the first of its kind and all of that 
Like, I'm not going to shit on that aspect of it. That's just... And most people who hated the movie also said that. Yeah. It's like claymation. Like, I'm not going to disrespect the the work that was done for it, even yeah. if I didn't like... The end product, yeah. Yeah. And I get that, yeah. At around 46 minutes, in a scene where the main characters are sleeping in a tent at night, the tent suddenly shakes violently and they all get scared. This was unscripted and the director t- shook the tent. The actors were actually really scared. I would hate that, personally, because they're actually sleeping in the woods. They are actually <laughs> camping with each other (laughs) i can't now i if i ever watch this again i will not be able to take any of that fucking seriously because it was just the directors going them they were the ones snapping in the woods they would just take six snap them and then throw them in different directions they were the ones doing it did that cost sixty thousand dollars yes i don't know what parts of this movie cost sixty maybe did somebody get injured i don't know it's so fun there's there's so many good, good little facts about this movie. <laughs> um, hold on, I'll keep going. Heather Donahue's mother received sympathy cards from people who believed that her daughter was actually dead or missing. People do, did not read the end credits where this is like, this is not real. People for the longest time could not tell if this was real or fake. Is that in Is that in the end credits? Apparently, because someone said it was. Not immediately. I think no. people would have left the theater. Like, you have to watch it at the very end to... That's not smart it's kind of actually what they were marketing towards Mm -hmm. it's smart for what they were doing but like you know also part of the reason why uh heather got a lot of hate too because she was yeah i'll get into it yeah no that makes sense if people thought it was real Mm -hmm. she's 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 the one the one to blame yeah she apologizes like she takes the blame even if you didn't believe she was at fault to begin like you know like she takes the blame fully yeah so it's like of course she's gonna get like at least her mother got sympathy cards and not fucking like death threats which i'm sure she did too i'm sure but she did get a lot of sympathy cards because people really believe like this was real and that these kids are missing so many people and for a long time too like it was rumored it was real and stuff like that you know it took eight days to shoot the film but eight months to edit and that's probably because it was just hours and hours of hours of them actually filming yeah that makes sense one of the video cameras used by the actors was bought at circuit city after filming was completed the producers returned the camera for a refund making their budget money go even further where did that sixty thousand dollars go I don't know, but it, they always say it's like between 35000 to 60000 So I'm like, so which one is it? Like, you can't pinpoint. It's probably thirty-five. It's probably thirty-five. <laughs> it probably, it probably 35. was sixty. I don't know how much the camera could have been, but not $30,000 worth. I'm sure the film camera, the, there's probably like, the film itself was probably expensive and yeah. like developing it. Eight days worth of film, yeah. Yeah. I feel like half of it was like, whatever bougie like camper the directors were sleeping in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they had the little golf carts they're just driving over <laughs> like, you guys okay keep screaming keep screaming <laughs> throw a banana in the middle of them oh this really fucked up actually um this next one to remote <laughs> discord between actors directors deliberately gave them less food each day of shooting so it wasn't like they were spending a lot of money on food is this where like the love is blind producers took their notes from <laughs> yeah. like, like let's get some arguments going give them less okay, food starve them <laughs> that's so fucked up sleep deprived them sleep got deprived it. them got make it. them ru- scare the shit out of them <laughs> make them run around at 3 a.m <laughs> in the woods in maryland <laughs> uh the final day of shooting took place on halloween night the crew had planned on wrapping one day before 
but the camera had run out of batteries due to the camera light, requiring an additional day of shooting. See, I know like at the beginning, she's like, we brought so many batteries, we could run a small town or whatever. Uh-huh. When I was watching that, I was like, that literally with those fucking old cameras, that would not last that long. And it did. Yeah, it didn't. And it literally didn't. She didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> to maintain the film's fear factor, the three main actors agreed to stay in character for the entire eight days of filming. And they didn't kill each other? They, there were, there's more facts. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Periodically, if an actor had to break from character, then the remaining two actors also had to break from character, but only after collectively reciting the safety word taco. I am not going to be able to take this thing seriously <laughs> ever again. It's a bunch of college students making this movie. It, it's pretty It's pretty on par. The actors were given no more than a 35-page outline of the myth the mythology behind the plot before shooting began. That's a lot for an outline. Yeah. Well, think about it. Like all those townspeople had like different stories to tell. So it's like it. there's not just one. Yeah, the different versions of it. Yeah. There's like, well, it could be this. There was also this creepy story. There was this and that. So yeah. And, and that makes sense. It's just like. Yeah, it's a lot. 35 pages. <laughs> I wouldn't read all of it. I'd be like, <laughs> let me be, if I was like Mike or Michael or something, I'd be like, I'm just not going to read it. And I'm in character. My character yeah. would not know shit. <laughs> no one said taco. <laughs> no one said taco. <laughs> I haven't been doing anything you guys have told me this whole time. And that's my character. <laughs> that's me. I'm Michael. I don't want to tell you. I'm Michael. That's who Michael is. Not Michael C, which is my real name. Michael Williams. Yeah, Michael Williams, not Michael C. Williams. <laughs> Oh my god. All the lines were improvised and nearly all events in the film were unknown to the three actors beforehand and they were often on camera wait, and they were often on camera surprises to them all. Makes sense with the retro scripting stuff. Exactly. And like with the style of it and to maintain authenticity or whatever. Yeah, exactly. The improvisation and like it's kind of like method acting to a degree for that time. Y'all just went camping for eight days. (laughs) That's just what happens when you go camping. And you just yelled at each other. Like, <laughs> that's what happens when you get lost when you go out in the woods. Ugh. The filmmakers placed flies around cans for the film festival that were, like, missing posters, <laughs> stating that the cast was missing. All the flies were taken down by the next day. It turned out a television executive had been kidnapped just prior, and the flyers were taken down out of respect. The executive was recovered safely. <laughs> Can you imagine? Even if, listen, even if the TV executive hadn't just been kidnapped, that's not a good idea. It's not. They're going to see the actors from the movie walking around and be like, you're missing. Come with, we, we need, need to go, go to the police. Come with me. <laughs> Come on. They're, they're going to get kidnapped. <laughs> it's like one of those things where like, that was the marketing. They wanted people to think this was real. So that's a bit much. It's a bit much. It's crossing a line. And not safe. Yeah, it's crossing a line. But this is kind of funny. It's kind of funny. This is what I wanted to talk about. So Heather Donahue faced a considerable backlash as a result of her role, including threatening encounters and difficulty finding other employment. She retired from acting in 2008 to pursue a career in medical cannabis. She had a hard time finding roles. Like, that's why I didn't include anything because it was just Blair Witch and then stuff I, I'd never heard of before. Yeah. And I understand, like, she did take in the movie, in the fake movie, took accountability. But it's unfair, in my opinion, that the other two actors you know didn't get as much backlash especially the guy that kicked the map into the river like no one goes after that guy you know or as far as i know yeah it wasn't his project though he was just they invited him on as the sound guy yeah but he didn't need to take the map and throw it in the river 
it's a lot less on him than it is on her. They were already lost and they when they had the map. Yeah, but then the map's gone. They don't even know if they could find... You don't know. Yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But what people are going to remember is Heather apologized and took the blame and it was her project that she was doing and she's the whole reason they're there. And she's a woman. So like they're going to go after her. Like I get what you're saying. Well, and that's my point is like, she takes on a lot of the misogyny. Like, she takes on a lot of misogyny for yeah. that. Mike you missed know. a shift at work, okay? <laughs> I gotta be work at nine. <laughs> no, I'm gonna save it because we're almost at the, we are almost the at point where I can... Unleash, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did want to include this too. This is this adds on to my point. In the movie, Heather and Mike share a somewhat antagonistic attitude towards each other. In the commentary, the directors revealed it was Heather and Joshua who were arguing most of the most of the time and more heatedly. I could tell whenever like when Josh and Heather are fighting, even though they don't fight as often, but when he's like yelling at her, it's like y'all were at each other's throats a lot more than like he made seeing. her cry. Like he was going like he, like you're a delusion. You're not you're not facing reality. Like he. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I liked her character, I would have been upset at that. Yeah. <laughs> Almost all of the footage of their arguments was taken from the final cut. After the filmmakers decided, it seemed like both men were ganging up on Heather. And I get it. Is it her fault? Yeah. Yes. But... It is, I don't know, it did seem like they would gang up on her. It would have been a lot worse. It would have been a lot worse on the actress if they had left that in too. I mean, it was already bad for her, but like, can you imagine how much worse it would be if like they had way more of like both guys just like they were, there was already a lot, but like, I think it would have been overkill to like, like we get it. Like it is her fault. Yes. So I'm glad they did that. Exactly. And there's just a point too, where you're just taking out your anger and frustration on this person and like, okay, I kind of get it, but it's like, that doesn't help the situation. Neither does filming, but yeah. <laughs> Again, the guy who kicked the map in the river, he doesn't get nearly as much hate as she does. I think that's some partial responsibility if you kick the map in the river. Yeah. You're not helping by doing that. Yeah. You're kind of making it worse because at least we would have had a map, you know? But in the lore of the movie, wouldn't <laughs> they have been walking around in circles anyway because the Blair Witch? Who knows? They don't. They could have made it. The movie, the people who made the movie don't fucking know. So, <laughs> but that, that, I mean, that's kind of what they were implying, is it not? It is, but I would like to have the map <laughs> just as a, as a little safety thing. As a treat. As a little treat. I would like to have the map. I mean, they're, at one point, they're literally deciding to go south the whole time. They said, mm -hmm. we're going to go south. And they still went in a circle. So I don't think the map would have helped them much. It doesn't help that we don't have the map. <laughs> I don't, th I think he, I think Michael was right. The map wasn't doing anything for them. They would I just think, know for okay. sure that they're walking in a circle. I'm just thinking if I was in that situation, I would really not like the guy who kicked the map in the river. I wouldn't like the girl that took me out there. You, I mean, you signed up for it too. So I, That's the whole thing. I wouldn't fucking be there. Exactly. I wouldn't be in this situation. I'm not going to go camp in the woods. Yeah. Here's the other wild thing about this movie. They're all just acquaintances. Yeah, they don't know each other that well. I believe Josh and Mike met the day they went, and Heather knew them, kind of. No. Or was it the other? Josh suggested mike like okay. and brought, brought him along i think they they already like kind of knew each other and had met before okay and like they were probably like in a class together or something in a class together there was people from film school that you just like i've taken a class with you i know your face i know you can do this one film thing yeah like i was resident sound bitch mm -hmm. my entire <laughs> four years in film school so like i get it 
they're just like, can you do sound? I'm like, sure, I'll be there. Yeah, you you get an email or a DM on Instagram, exactly. So that's the crazy thing. They all hardly know yeah. each other. And they go camp out in, this, in these woods for like a few days and hike. <sighs> and hike with all this equipment too i had anxiety for them that part where they're going over the log and something drops she goes oh my god what dropped i was like mm. i felt that because like that's expensive we were in film programs at universities this was probably like a film school that was a film school only so it was like sure yeah you can go anywhere take her just bring it back in one piece working <laughs> in mine it was like you can't do this. You oh. can't do this. You can't do this. If you do this, you can never check out equipment ever again. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have been able to take it near water. Like <laughs> Exactly. Let alone crossing a log. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, it, it, but also that gets overshadowed by the fact that it is all Heather's fault that they're there. And I understand that. I do. Yeah. She didn't deserve any of it. I'm not saying that Heather, the actress, deserved anything. Oh, the actress, or... no. Because it's all, it's just a movie. Yeah. It's it. It was ninety nine, <laughs> and people suck. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and they thought it was real too. So, which like at a certain point, if you see that she's still alive and the rest of them are still alive, what are we doing? <laughs> like, wouldn't this not be the biggest story ever? Like, what what made these kids go missing? Why is there not a manhunt? You know, you really thought this was real? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. And at a certain point, it's like if this is actual footage, they straight up show you people dying on foot um on screen. Yeah, just playing it in movie theaters. Yeah. I don't want to, but... You're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. That's what? how this shit works. <laughs> I have to sit through your, your opinions as well, so... What was your opinion of this movie? Okay, so God. my the first thing I wrote down was at least Paranormal Activity had shoulder-mounted cameras and tripods in it, you know, because I love getting motion sickness watching a movie. <laughs> I love that so much. So much so that I looked it up and it was a huge, so much of a thing that they had to put a health warning on the posters for the fucking movie because people were getting motion sickness so badly. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was literally on the brink of puking. Ooh. So that really adds to the experience of this movie for yeah. me. Yeah, I love watching people yell at each other and wanting to puke. Yeah. I love it. And not even getting to see anything. <laughs> not even get to see the even if she popped up, I probably couldn't see it because Heather would be swinging the camera around. <laughs> yeah. I said that Heather seems like a film school pick-me girl. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm not gonna, this is, I don't hate her because of the misogyny thing. I hate her because she fucking sucks. She's annoying. If I was on this trip with her, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be. But if she stuck that camera in my fucking face after we got lost, it would be broken and there would be no footage to find. <laughs> It is interesting that it's just her and two guys. Like, she didn't have... She didn't buy two tents. She didn't get two tents. She didn't bring a, a, a girlfriend along. She didn't... She didn't. She just didn't hire a another gun. girl. A gun. The actress did actually bring a knife with her just for that two... Ver the very reason of, like, Good. I am going to have to spend a week with two men I don't know. Yeah, so she actually did bring a knife with her for that reason. Heather the character didn't, though. <laughs> Heather the character didn't. That you know of. Well, they didn't show us. So she didn't. <laughs> what the fuck was in all those bags? 
you know <laughs> like oh shit shit you don't need just the tent that's the thing there was a there was a lot of shit i was thinking yeah. that i was like that's there's gonna be a point when they're crossing all those streams i'm like something's gotta get left behind you know yeah and they were only supposed to be there for what like two days i think an o one overnight and they were supposed to be heading back the next day yeah i understand like plan ahead just in case like you get stuck out there but like yeah and it wasn't supposed to be a big, long camping trip. It was like an over-weekend yeah. camping trip. Like, But they were yeah. probably packing for like the eight days of filming in those bags. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. This only really happened with the woman who was talking about the she had fur on her arm like the they, they were interviewing her noah at one point was like she was asking her a question the woman was speaking and heather like is asking her questions and cutting her off while she's fucking speaking and mm -hmm. he's like just let her fucking answer <laughs> he's a bad at the interviewer TV. she's a bad interviewer she's a terrible documentarian mm -hmm. you're not gonna get any information out of this woman you're just interrupting her but he yelled at the tv and i was like <laughs> i already know how you feel about this movie i would also be pissed off if heather made me miss work oh if you're a college student like you need that job and heather's like um i think we're lost well that yeah i get that point we're like i have i work at nine that's when it's like becoming real oh we're not just lost for a few hours not only are we stay the night again we're still gonna be lost when we wake up tomorrow morning yeah josh being like my girlfriend if i'm not home tonight and i don't call her she's gonna know and like people will be looking for us i know that much you're already thinking about that stuff like you're fucked dude you're fucked well it's serious after that you know yeah and then noah and i were both team josh the whole time mm -hmm. he was team michael until michael kicked the map and he turned to me and he goes i'm not on his side anymore he lost when he starts with that and also when he started uh singing the national anthem i was like okay they're losing it they're losing they're in it. the witch woods i said i get that they haven't eaten or had water but hold the camera still for the love of god <laughs> i'm gonna throw up and i also like wanted to add that all this stuff that she was filming before they got lost before they got lost mm -hmm. when they just got there none of that shit would have been usable you wouldn't put that as b-roll in a documentary she was like filming them talking to her and they weren't on screen they weren't fucking on screen like that you're not good <laughs> at what you're doing i wrote i would have broken heather's camera if she kept putting it in my face yeah we're gonna die would rather not be filmed right now you should kick the film into the river that would have been funny mm. Mm -hmm. that's true she would probably have more of a reaction that's true that mm -hmm. is true i would have just thrown all of it <laughs> but the part where michael is like talking to her and i get that she's supposed to be like they're all losing it when he walks up to her and he's like okay you see josh has already lost it mm -hmm. and you and me we're about to lose it so don't stick the camera in his face because that's not gonna help he's like begging her too and she's trying to argue with him that doesn't fucking help it doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. Because at least Michael's, I un he understands the situation enough in the narrative to be like, hey, I understand. Like, you're gripping onto reality right now. Like, this is all you have. But fucking get it out of his face so he doesn't snap and kill you and me. Like, <laughs> yeah, because if he goes after you, he's coming after me. Yeah, I'm next. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be the annoying person next if you fucking die, Heather. <laughs> Heather crying. When she's pointing the camera at herself and like apologizing. It like makes me think of like, you know, you see a TikTok and like somebody's crying and you're like, you were crying. You got your phone out. You set it up. You hit record to record yourself crying. It's like all the YouTuber apologies. It's like that. There were a lot of steps between you crying and it being filmed and now me seeing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's ridiculous. So I just thought that was funny. There's something ingenuine about it, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so like, I know that, you know 
her filming is like a part of the, the the narrative it just made me think of that so much i was like i know this is supposed to be like an emotional moment and that's the thing for me with this movie i don't give a fart about any of them enough to enjoy it you know like i don't feel the tension i don't care if they live or die Mm -hmm. so it's just not fun because i'm just watching three people yell at each other and not capture anything on camera just watching three film students (laughs) yell at each other do nothing and not capture anything on camera that is supposed to be scary Mm -hmm. when the you know the part where the directors were shaking the tent she goes what is that oh my god i'm like i can't fucking see it heather i don't don't know know what it is i don't know heather (laughs) i don't fucking know because you're not pointing the camera at it i can just hear one of those guys saying it i don't know heather (laughs) the fuck heather what the fuck heather i think there could have been a touch more of them interviewing people okay or like the townspeople i feel like that would have built a little more maybe like another round of interviews or something i don't know you know like set up the story more it's i i get it like they're not gonna do that much work because they're like college students doing a documentary like half of it would be just heather narrating with the research she did Mm -hmm. but like i needed more to give a shit yeah more personality maybe from the rest of them yeah maybe i don't i like i it's believable like sure like it's 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 believable it's just like maybe write a few lines okay I get that. And then I got, I got, I wrote down Noah's review and rating of it for you. He gave it a 3.5 out of 10. 3.5 out of, out of 10. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) He fucking hated it. He almost didn't want to watch it because I told him I didn't like it. And I was like, well, Debbie wants to know. I told her that we would watch it together just because you guys always end up liking the same movies that I fucking hate. So we'll see. And he hated it from the minute Heather cut off that one woman while she was talking. (laughs) He's like, like, I don't like it. At the very end, he said, that's it. Mm-hmm. Most people did. He hated the acting for Heather and the way that the characters were all like set up in general. Mm. I told them about the retro scripting. I didn't know how much was written. So I didn't know it was like 100% improvised or whatever. But he he just didn't like any of the characters either. He said it wasn't scary and he wanted to turn it off halfway through. And if we weren't watching it for this, he probably would have been like, can we please watch something else? <laughs> oh, that's so nice. He did it. He did it for the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I did it too, so <laughs> give me some points here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said he understood why it was a big deal when it first came out, but he did not like it. And he agreed about the camera movement being too much. And he doesn't get motion sickness like I do. But like, okay, for it being the first of its, this is me now. This is, yeah, his is over. <laughs> I understand it's like the first of its kind. I just don't, I think that's where my praise of it stops. To me, I'm like, that doesn't mean it's automatically good. And I get that. That's fair to say. Just because it's the first doesn't mean it's good. I I understand that. Yeah. But to round out my thoughts on it, I did not find a minute of it like satisfying and the ending just adds insult to injury in my opinion mm-hmm. the like oh well i can imagine what everything like i can use i can speculate and i can i don't i give me a little bit more and i'll be on board but like there wasn't enough okay but what about you i don't think we've ever talked about why you like this movie other than it being the first of its kind that's the only thing i've ever heard from you about it well that's not the reason why i like it i just use that as like a defense <laughs> And it doesn't work here. (laughs) It it doesn't work here, not here. No. Uh, Well, I like this because I watched it when I was super young. Like, I want to say in the 8 to 10 year range. Mm Mm-hmm. So when I first watched it, it was super scary to me. And they were screaming, they yelling. It stressed me out a lot. And the reason why I like it is like, I like the simplicity of it. I don't know. I just always enjoyed it. Atmospherical horror, you could call it. Just in the woods. But it's scary. <laughs> the woods are scary. It's atmospheric. 
atmospheric <laughs> horror. It is. There's lots of movies that are in the woods that aren't scary. Yeah, like this one. <laughs> I thought it was scary. because yeah, you sh- watched it at 10. Of course you <laughs> thought it was scary. But, yeah. That's what a lot of people did say. If they didn't watch it as kids and they watched it as adults, it was... I actually have a review of someone like that. I watched it at, like, 13. It's not like I watched it at 20. Like, mm-hmm. I watched it then and I was just like, okay. And then I watched it again with, like, other people and I was a little older and I was like no <laughs> I'm not shitting on your reasoning or anything like that it's just I don't feel the same yeah I guess there's a certain part of nostalgia for me for it I don't know I just really liked how it was filmed I don't know I guess a huge part of it is nostalgia makes sense was it just like this like the suspense that scared you it, yeah the constant suspense but also just like them losing their minds and it just getting creepier and creepier with the things going on so this is a genuine question. This is not yeah. a dig. This is for the a question about the movie, not about why you like it. So are they supposed to be going... Because, like, you know, if they were going crazy because they were fucking lost in the woods, understandable. Is it supposed to be that the, the witch and the woods are making them lose their mind? I mean, that's the thing. Um, I, I think it is, but it's not... It's kind of speculated. I think it, it is because at night, they're, like, tormenting them at night. They're getting closer. They're getting louder. Yeah... But it's not implied during the day, like, are they lost because of the witch? Is she messing with their minds? Or are they just stupid and they can't get out of the woods? Because they had a map and they were getting lost. They were only walking south and still managed to walk in a circle. That that part, I'm like, okay, that there's something magic. It's just, I don't think that that was hinted at enough for me. Okay. That does not seem like enough to actually concretely say that that's why. Yeah. Well, it's also, I, that's the thing about this movie. A lot of it isn't explained and it's left for speculation, which you could hate. To me, I like how it's not completely clear. It could be a few things. It could be the witch messing with them, messing with their minds, or they're dumb, or, you know, they're inexperienced campers, so they're not, they really don't know how to read a map, so they're, they are getting lost, or Heather's making them get lost, you know? <sighs> Heather says she goes ca- she goes hiking every Sunday. But how far? And on trails that she's familiar with? She the way that they say that it's like, oh, so sh- she would she would probably know how to read a map. Yeah, that's true. This is just like the most like <laughs> fundamental. I there is no way to convince like I I will I will talk about the theories and stuff about it mm-hmm. and like I understand it's just I don't think I will ever be able to have like empathy for your side of enjoying it because i cannot put myself in that place i don't know how to explain it you know this is just one of those movies where it's like i i i don't i don't get it like i just to me this is one of those movies where i'm like i understand that you don't like it and i get it and i understand the reasons why yeah and i understand you like it and i I get the reasons why i just couldn't put myself in your shoes yeah but like, what what else would you say about this movie? Not necessarily for or against your point of like your stance on it. It is stressful. It is a stressful movie. Like you said, like Uncut Gems, it is a lot of yelling and screaming at each other with no resolution. That's part of like the fear, I guess, that comes with this movie. It's just like, yes, we are lost and we're not going to make it better. I don't know. That sounds weird to say, but it's part of that horror. Yeah. I think it. I still think it works on a fear level that is 
not relatable, but like, re like it's a scenario that there's a critic below that goes, uses the word stress dreams. This is a, this is something I would stress dream about. Yeah. I think the illusion has been shattered already for me. It's not immersive to me. Okay. It's not like, this is like one of the few times in my life where I'm not scared with, is with this movie. And I don't know if it's because of that or just like, I'm too apathetic about these characters to get scared for them. I don't know. A lot of people did say that. They were like, I just didn't care about them. So I didn't care about what was going on. So clap if they should die. <laughs> I suspect five people are like, death to all of them. Death to all. That's my favorite one because she gasped like she didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, she literally is like, oh my God, who said that? I, I think we would just talk in circles if we just keep going because I think we both keep just making the same points. But Yeah, exactly. Like you don't like the movie for the reasons I like the movie kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But anything else from you? Like little moments or anything? Little moments. Not that I can think of right now. I'm sure there's stuff that they'll mention. Oh, Oh, I thought of one. Yeah. Okay, this is the one. That it, I literally had to pause it because I was laughing so hard. Josh and Heather are fucking yelling at each other. And Michael is like, the mic is far away from him. And you just hear him going, stop yelling at each other. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking child telling his parents to stop fighting. Stop fighting. <laughs> just As like he's yelling at them. With his backpack on and he turns around and he's like, stop yelling. <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. Ugh, it's, yeah, it is goofy, but uh, we can move on. <laughs> so we're going to do critic reviews. This first one's a positive one by Carl De Los Santos from Smash Cut Reviews. Though it's nearly two decades old, the Blair Witch Project still holds, holds up as a modern classic. So they wrote this when the 2016 Blair Witch movie was coming out. So they wanted to revisit the original. They talked about how they used to, this used to scare them as a kid up until high school. Yeah. Did you watch the other... No, I don't think so. I haven't seen it. Not that I wouldn't watch it. I just haven't had the time and I didn't hear anything good about any either of them. Oh, no, I heard it's terrible. But yeah, and they actually show the witch in that one. Oh, I might like it then. Yeah, you might like it. You get some kind of reward. Yeah, look, uh, maybe I'll like the Blair Witch Project more. You might if I know what she looks like. Yeah, you might. And they quote, however, now that I'm at a point in my life that I am confident in my abilities as a fan and a studio of cinema, I'm seeing the Blair Witch Project as a landmark cinematic experience. While I think a lot of the early acclaim was because of the viral marketing and debate behind its authenticity, looking at it through the lens of a film proves that it is a modern classic. As the documentary unfolds, one thing is strikingly clear, the filmmaking style and performance still feel so real that I found myself at some point still being tricked into thinking it was actual found footage. Of course, this lends itself to the way to the way that it was filmed, but you have to appreciate the vision that the director had to have had before beginning production and incredible talent that these actors possess for improvisation. There are a few movies that I have become emotional during. However, these are parts of the movie that I became physically unnerved for the characters and frankly saddened for them. At some point, the movie becomes less about the witch and more about the fragility of the human psyche. What are you thinking? Who do you blame? The scenario unfolds with so much real and raw emotion that it feels claustrophobic. You feel trapped in the forest with them. While the concept may feel outdated and overdone, you have to remember that this is the first time a movie like this ever existed. Yes, mockumentaries predated the Blair Witch Project, but no movie has come close to even committing this type of immersive experience to film. The viral marketing and cultural phenomenon aside, the movie still holds up as a masterclass in tension, atmosphere, and horror. 
before. See, that's what I mean by like, I wish that I had watched it whenever people were debating if it was real or not. Like, I'm sure I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I still would have fucking hated it. Well, you said before, like the match is kind of gone for you, you know? Yeah, it's there's no there's nothing there. I mean, 13 year old me wasn't buying into it either, <laughs> so. I guess the magic is still there for me in in some way. Yeah. I mean, I know what I'm getting into when I'm watching the movie. I mean, I I will fight tooth and nail for a paranormal activity movie mm -hmm. up to like three. Nothing past that. <laughs> but like, I get what you mean and I get like the feeling. I guess I just like the characters more in the paranormal activity movies. At least with the first one, like we talked, we, when we did it, it was like, there's one enemy. It's the man. <laughs> and it's Micah or Mika or whatever. It's the husband. Yeah. But I would was cheering for josh but then he died so he did die yeah they took away my bestie knocked over the rock so he was first to go he backed up on accident so the <laughs> witch got mad T shaky motivations on her end too yeah <laughs> so many people are like i'm cheering for the witch in this movie <laughs> yeah once josh died i'm like not nah, kill the rest of them <laughs> Yeah, I get when they say like I'm kind of saddened for them. It's just such a frightening thing to watch like just college kids lost in the woods And yeah, they're annoying at times But they there's you know, there's points in the movie where I'm like I wish they would find the road or they would find the car or you know Yeah, I, I mean it would be cool if they stumbled upon the road for me It was like the movie will end if they just get to the road <laughs> and Mike will get to Michael will get to go to his work shift and <laughs> Gotta make it work in the morning. Josh's girlfriend won't be worrying about him. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. I get it from your your perspective of it. Because the experience is so frightening itself. Yeah. I understand from your end with the like how you feel about the movie and that you you get more of the immersion of it. And I, I do, yeah. Kind of wish I did. I kind of wish I got it. I don't know why I don't. Then I get that. There's movies like that for me, you know? Yeah. Like Hereditary. I don't get that movie. Yeah, well, neither of us get Hereditary. Mm-mm. But that that one has an open-ended ending, and I can still... That, no, it did bring up a good point. I'm not saying anything positive about Hereditary, yeah. but, like, with that movie, it has, like, an open-ended ending where you're like, what? What is happening? But if you go back and rewatch it, like, it at least makes the effort to put things in there and like they mention little things like they make little comments with stuff that happens later in this movie and like they kind of foreshadow a little bit that way like with the kids and how you murder them one face the corner and that's exactly how it ends yeah. and well there's even like josh makes like a little offhand comment and i think it, it's like something to do with him i don't know i don't know exactly but i know there's there's little comments that they make to each other and it kind of it just correlates with where they end up i know what you're talking about it's like before they even go to the town he says something yeah. that like foreshadows them going to get lost it's something like that i know something what you're talking like about yeah yeah it's in there and i guess this is this is just like for lack of a better word like the primitive version of this yeah you know like it, it's it's in its bare bones state so i can't fault it for not doing everything that i would want it to do right mm -hmm. but like i just i don't like sitting and watching something and knowing how they could do it better better you know <laughs> i get that i don't like being that person i'm not experienced enough to be able to do that you know yeah, yeah. i've seen movies where i'm like they should have done that they should have done this i know that's frustrating yeah. i get that mm -hmm. that's a frustrating watch i love documentaries too so it's like this bitch isn't even good at making documentaries <laughs> that's fucking right off the bat frustrating it's almost like comedic in that way of like oh she's really shitty at what she's doing yeah it's it's realistic sure it's <laughs> yeah. 
it's comedic in that way you know yeah i think the closer i got to their ages the less i liked it too that's okay that's fair yeah i get that but did you agree with everything they said or yeah for the most part oh it did sorry go, oh, ahead. go ahead go ahead no no go one of those little fun facts i forgot to include josh was actually using the camera and didn't know mm -hmm. how to work the camera so what how it was like really fuzzy in the beginning especially when they're interviewing the was like i'm doing it in meters i don't know how to do it <laughs> exactly in it was uh with that old lady she's mm -hmm. all out of focus because he really didn't know how to use the camera so yeah which is real realistic it's very realistic very very immersive in that way these are film students that aren't doing a good job i've been in josh's position yeah. where someone's like i thought you said you've used this before and he's like like one time one time I don't, I, like i don't <laughs> I'm know not what an I'm expert doing. on it okay like, sorry i'm not roger deakins i don't know what i'm doing because <laughs> they're bickering bickering quote unquote before they even get lost like she's already kind of hounding him yeah you, well, could you imagine being micromanaged like that the entire time and then you get lost and then they still try to do that to you and it's her fault and she won't admit it that it's her fault until after you die mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah until you're gone yeah it, it here's the thing this is what i was gonna say the only time where i like felt catharsis and i was like yeah, was when josh took her camera <laughs> and was berating her yeah. with the camera and i was like yeah go okay if i had any sympathy for her i would have hated that yeah you know like that's one of those where i'm like yeah she she did deserve that a little bit i get that yeah and i would say like i'm gonna add this for me it's kind of like fun to hate the characters as well mm -hmm. i can still feel for them as being people lost in the woods but they are annoying and i know that they're kind of fun to hate them you know in that way i'm just wendy williams the whole time <laughs> death to all death of them, to all of them. <laughs> Except Josh, but then he died, so. Yeah, and then you got sad. <laughs> and I was like, okay, and I'm rooting for nobody. <laughs> the witch. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> are, wait, are the negative ones, like, from that time period? Or are they, like... They're all actually pretty recent. Yeah. I couldn't find ones that were from 1999. And a lot of people revisited after the 2016 one, so there's been some fresh reviews of it. Also, like... The 20 year, 2019, 20 year anniversary. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what the negative ones sound like. Yeah. So the next one is, it's from 30 Flirty Film and the author Kate, no last name. They talk about how when they were 10, they wouldn't go near this movie. So they didn't watch it until adulthood. And now they quote saying, now though, as a full grown adult who loves horror films has generally gotten a handle on her stress dreams, the time felt right to backfill this missing part of my horror canon. Unfortunately, it didn't quite live up to the hype. It isn't the movie's fault. In the time since it debuted, grosser, more terrible movies have come into existence because that's how technological advances and the onward march of time function. And I too got older and more able to handle an on-screen beheading or two. Watching the movie gave me the same bewildered feeling I got when I finally watched A Clockwork Orange in college. This is what all the fuss was about. <laughs> I have nothing... <laughs> I feel that, though. Yeah. Specifically about Clockwork Orange. <laughs> yeah. But sorry, go on. I am nothing if not morbidly curious and have always been drawn precisely to the things I suspect will upset me. I'm too nosy and my film is too strong to not be part of the conversation. But as with a clockwork orange, values and standards have changed dramatically in the time between the Blair Witch Project's release and when I finally saw it. Frankly, it's going, it's got nothing on John Wick 3, which they only watched 15 minutes of. <laughs> 
it kind of reminds me of the first time I watched Citizen Kane. Mm. And it's like, this is the masterpiece you guys were fucking talking about. This is it. Yeah. This is it. I feel that. It's like reading fucking uh, Catcher in the Rye. Yes. It's like this book, this book isn't even a little bit provocative. <laughs> He's just a liar. Yeah. He's just a little fucking liar. That's all this book is. You sprinkle in an unreliable, unreliable narrator. People go crazy. They're like, whoa. <laughs> can't believe he would lie on paper <laughs> on paper like i get i this is kind of how i deal with it yeah yeah i think it's it's an expectation thing like i think i it's just walking in with high expectations because it was so overhyped which a lot yeah. of people were saying was a huge issue was how overhyped it was yeah like what this person has to say so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you said they only watched, what'd you say, 15 minutes of the... <laughs> Frankly, it's got nothing on John Wick 3, which they said they only watched 15 minutes of. I've never seen a John Wick movie, so I don't know. They're they're interesting. It's mostly choreographed fighting. Oh, I don't think I'd like it. Probably not. And we'll like club music in the background. <laughs> That's it. That's John Wick movies. That's basically it. I know his dog gets killed or something. In the first one. And then there's another one that he always protects, which is awesome. And then fighting, shooting, club music. Uh, you know, I already know I like Keanu Reeves. I don't need to watch everything <laughs> he's been in, you know? <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. you on, they say, The problem is that the Blair Witch Project is simply too quaint for the sensibilities of someone who cut their teeth on slasher films and murders ghost stories. And a big part of me regrets that. If I had seen this film closer to release, I have no doubt that I would remember it as a formative piece of terrifying media instead of simply an ambitious example of the possibilities of independent film. That's probably like why I like it because I did watch it when I was younger. Yeah, and that's I mean that's pretty much what I was saying earlier too. Like I I just fucking wish I watched it when the magic was there or when the hype was there. Right, and the film is good. Make no mistake, it's moody and tense, and stakes increase exponentially in a way that I'm sure was legitimately upsetting at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, it was scary back then. <laughs> Uh, but I've been pre-warned that there were no jump scares and no actual Blair Witch looming between shots. So there was an added sense that I was building to nothing. See, and I wasn't even pre-warned, so it was like, what the fuck? Which must have been even more upsetting. Because at least mm -hmm. she was pre-warned, she had the expectation of no jump scares, you were waiting for something the whole movie. <laughs> And got nothing. And got nothing. I I get that. I get that's frustrating. Oh, and they say my most controversial opinion is that jump scares are good, actually. I agree. They can be, depending. I think in a movie where you're not going to show anything, <laughs> at least put some jump scares in there. Put one in there. <laughs> like, get my heart racing a little. Or have something like dash between the trees, you know? I want to see yes, that. visuals. But we did have that problem with paranormal activity as well. Yeah. Like, they, they couldn't even have, like, a, a shadow looming in the background, you know, that kind of thing. Not until, like, much, much later in the movie like towards yeah. the end but that only had an eleven thousand dollar budget so i don't blame them there yeah y'all had sixty thousand dollars allegedly <laughs> you could you could have one of the directors dash in between the trees just wear like a black cloak and you know <laughs> yeah exactly i just feel like they're picking and choosing the realism here mm -hmm. we'll shake the tent but no we can't <laughs> <laughs> true the film it reminded me most of was actually Uncut Gems, a movie that stressed me out so badly I had to watch it in two installments. My nerves can't take a lot of constant yelling, and when the intrepid documentarians behind the Blair Witch finally realize and accept that they are hopelessly lost in the woods, running out of food and turning on each other, I could feel my heart rate increase. Voices raised, they argue and bicker and blame each other for their plight, and I was much more annoyed that they wouldn't calm the fuck down than I was scared of the prospect of them being gutted by a ghost. I guess it's a marker in my adulthood that conflict was more upsetting to me than the specter of a serial killing ghost yeah i 
I could not have said that better. Mm -hmm. I did differ from them in the fact that I watched Uncut Gems in one sitting, but... (laughs) I'm braver than than this person. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I'm so brave. <laughs> My heart rate would increase with this movie, but out of sheer like shut the fuck up ness more than anything. Right. I agreed with them on this part where they were like, as an adult, conflict things are sometimes more scary than you know ghosts or serial killers or witches. You know. Yeah. And again, that that adds to it for you. That takes away from it from us. That tension. Yeah. Because you like uncut gems i do so like that kind of thing is enjoyable yeah which uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's fucked up you just like need someone to yell at you like (laughs) no i don't want that it's more (laughs) of like um you know you watch scary movies you know i don't know i actually don't know why the stressful we watch the same amount of scary movies too but the difference between this one is is like these are stressful movies or in my opinion they are stressful movies like uncut gems is a very stressful movie why i like it i don't know oh i do know it's i think it's cut there's parts where it's super funny yeah i'm not uh, here's the thing there were definitely parts of uncut gems that i enjoyed and i liked Mm -hmm. it's just the overall feeling of like I am just watching you make your life worse Mm -hmm. with every decision you make. That is infuriating, and I hate that. The goofiness had to be a little higher for me to like yeah. enjoy it again. To me, it's there. I I think that movie's so goofy. And you hate Cat in the Hat, so (laughs) do I hate Cat in the Hat? I think Cat in the Hat is one of those movies where it's just so fucking weird. It's just it's uncut gems for children. It is. It's just yeah. It did stress me out as a kid, though. I do remember saying that you're chasing that feeling. I guess I am. Yeah, something to tell the therapist. I'll bring that up at therapy. Writing that down. Clearly, a lot of people liked that movie. Like uncut gems, not get that. <laughs> yeah, they hate it. It's like it's not like you're weird or you're alone in it. No. But in the end, the inevitable death of the three students did not scare me. It frustrated me. With no visible villains other than their own terror, I was annoyed they hadn't managed to get it together and save themselves. But it must be said that the Blair Witch was said in 1999. Maybe the trope hadn't entered the canon yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've said this sentence so much mm-hmm. recently because like the 80s and the 90s will come up. People will be like, wow, such a weird time. I'm like, they literally in the 80s had just started putting kids on milk cartons when they went missing. Mm-hmm. Guys, they didn't. They nobody just started safe. to care. They just started to care. But that's what Noah said when they walked into the, ho- the house. He was like, sure. Yeah. Just walk into the abandoned creepy house. Go ahead. Yeah. Go right ahead. The guy that's been missing two days is yelling in there. Yeah. And you you literally had already come to the conclusion like she's probably just messing with us. Yeah. They or- had already said that too. Yeah. That is pretty frustrating. They're probably. Never mind. I'm going to stop there. But anyway. The woods and the witch made They're them losing their cr- minds. They weren't thinking they straight. Were th- <laughs> they weren't thinking straight. I was literally. He hadn't eaten in a while. He ate a leaf. He was fine. (laughs) Personally, I don't think 100% for me that it is because I've seen other horror movies or I've seen things that are scarier. I think it literally just doesn't work for me. It's not because I've seen too many scary movies, if that makes sense. No, I think it makes sense. Like you can, it's like that point you were making earlier. You're like, even if I did watch this when I was younger or earlier and when it came out would i still thought it was stupid you said probably or something like that yeah and i get that this next person is richard propes he's from the independent critic 
like he gave it two stars out of uh, I think four five he gave it a C um his first statement is love you Richard (laughs) I knew you would love this is overrated true (laughs) yes I'm truly tempted to end my review there but I respect (laughs) (laughs) but I respect for those who actually read my reviews I suppose I should offer at least a semblance of an explanation for why I consider 1999's The Bird Witch Project, the low-budget wonder film from Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez, which was originally budgeted at $35,000, ended up grossing over $140 million in the U.S. alone, sparking a series of spoofs in one pathetic sequel. I was looking forward to seeing The Blair Witch Project. I'd heard enough about its uniqueness. I've always admired the low-budget, independent filmmaker, so I thought, wow, a perfect combination. This will be great. Then I immediately became distracted by glaring technical mistakes. Sure, well, there was only a $35,000 budget, way, way, way below the budget for many small independent films. I could forgive a few technical mistakes. It's hard to reshoot mistakes when you simply don't have the budget to do so. Then, however, I began to notice myself yawning. Hmm, a suspenseful horror type film and I'm yawning? I'm noticeably bored and cringing at the screams of one of the leads, Heather Donahue. Joshua Leonard and Michael Williams didn't help matters and ultimately I found myself feeling restless and waiting for the moment of suspense. That glimpse into the horror I've been promised. It never happened. The Blair Witch Project is not a horrible film. I've seen many worse horror films over the years. Fair enough. And the vast majority have been worse than this one. It isn't so much that I find Blair Witch a bad film, it's that I find it so remarkably bland and lifeless when everything I'd read from box office reports to reviews to audience response offered me fear, anxiety, and horror. I felt none of these things while watching the film. Truthfully, I found myself much more entertained by the spoof, The Bear Winch Project, (laughs) a sexy, silly romp that made me laugh and made me smile. This film offered laughs only when the horror was truly disappointing and never actually made me smile. The Blair Witch Project is more than anything a testimony to the power of marketing a film. The filmmakers took a random, festival-type approach to marketing the film, including a massive internet onslaught that put the film directly into the faces of the young adult crowd it was targeting. The end result became history's most successful independent film and continues to set the benchmark for independent films in terms of box office and marketing. I'm sure you've experienced the same feeling I have here. Those moments when you look up at the screen or you read the weekend box office receipts and you find yourself completely floored that a film has defied expectations and become a hit almost despite itself. The Blair Witch Project can lay claim to being the most successful independent film in terms of box office percentages. When you think about it and all the incredible indie films available, isn't that just kind of sad? <laughs> Yes, Richard, it is a little sad. This is what I mean. It's it's really an expectation thing. Go in expecting low budget. Mm-hmm. Go in expecting, I guess the nice way to say it is subtlety. <laughs> Go in expecting to have to use your fucking imagination. You have to do the work. You have, it's like a choose your own adventure movie. You, you decide what's happening all the time because you're not going to be able to see anything. So... It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't seem like he watched it too far after coming out and there being the hype around it. Yeah. Like, this is probably the closest to when it, a review that I have when it came out, too. Yeah. I'll go ahead and read the last positive review. It's real short. And then we'll go on to the audience ones. Yeah. Friend in 2018 by Jim Ronner. With how far digital and social technology have come in making the horrors of reality quickly and easily accessible to mass media, it's easy to forget how much of the phenomenon the Blair Witch Project was when it was unleashed in 1999. Shot by un- known directors with first-time actors and heralded by a promotional campaign that blurred the lines between f- 
fiction and reality, The Red Witch Project wasn't just a success, it was a landmark in the evolution of cinema, an exemplary film that popularized a subgenre that had previously existed but was little seen or respected. The director's approach to the creation of the film was largely unprecedented at the time, a seemingly organized cinematic improvisation that kept the actors largely in the dark, figuratively and literally, and relying a lot on luck and chemistry to generate scares and atmosphere. The result was a tiny film with a budget of $60,000 that grossed almost $250 million worldwide, spawned the sequel, two sequels, and inspired countless obnoxious parodies. By today's standards, i.e. the aforementioned VHS to The Blair Witch Project is pretty tame in regards to what it chooses to show you, or more accurately, withhold from showing you. Before its time, was a significant achievement. And... That's all I can really give it. Exactly. Yeah. I do like the VHS movies. I don't know. I don't remember VHS 2 enough to know if I... I can't remember any of those movies enough to know to know if I oh. like them or not. The only one that stuck in my head because it genuinely freaked me out is the one where it's a girl and her boyfriend and they have like a long distance relationship and she Skypes him all the time. Mm-hmm. and she starts feeling like sick and she starts feeling like her house is haunted but really he implanted a chip in her and has been like fucking with her and at one point she like digs it out Ugh. Uh, it's i don't know i can't vouch for the rest of vhs <laughs> but that fucking freaked me out mm-hmm. all right this is the audience reviews okay so 10 out of 10 still to this day disturbing and terrifying uh it's from 2022 weenie hut jr <laughs> Okay, so I've watched this movie over and over and over again over the past 23 years. Every time it gives me the chill factor, and no other found footage movie has beaten it. The sequel, Book of Shadows, was absolutely horrifyingly bad. Blair Witch, meh. Better, but nowhere near as good. This is literally one of the best horror movies of all time, in my opinion. The less you see, the better your imagination makes up for. <laughs> to me, I agree with it because the imagination you know nothing scarier than than our imagination so for me i think it works for this movie i'm watching this movie is me and the conch can i have can something happen no (laughs) can i have something to eat no you're spongebob and patrick (laughs) that's the thing because i was gonna say the imagination one where they're saying that like it's driving score crazy because like what could they be doing and they're making all those noises how could we be enjoying this movie so much every time you check we're just sitting there (laughs) You're just watching it. Just watching it. <laughs> like you want to come in and join? You're like, no, I don't want to do that. I try to get in. <laughs> I try to get in the box, and I don't fit. <laughs> and you're just, we're immersed in it, and you're not. That's the that's that's literally the that is a literally good way to explain people who love Blair Witch and people who don't. You're either a squid. Can I have something to eat? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Can I have something to eat? <laughs> try asking again. Can I have something to eat? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's stupid that they named the 2016 one the Blair Witch because so many people shortened the original to just like Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. They should have named it something with like a, a colon and something else. You the know, so people boogaloo. could call it that. <laughs> yeah, the Blair Witch before the magic. You know, like before the magic. <laughs> into the woods. <laughs> That's already a movie. Uh, <laughs> Blair Witch Project Into the Woods. <laughs> colon the bitch is back <laughs> yes 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 but let's move on because we're we're pushing <laughs> we're yeah. pushing midnight <laughs> two and a half stars it took me 20 additional minutes to finish this because about halfway through my television turned itself off and i just thought they put the camera in their pocket or something there is one point where they're walking around at night mm-hmm. and, and it's just dark but they're talking at least yeah. so you can like hear them but that is so fucking funny it's hilarious well the fact that they think 
those cameras are small enough to put in a pocket. That's the other funny thing. Oh my god, how old are you? No kidding. Those are like literally like TV sets, like box TV sets, how big they are. Well, the one she had was like handheld, but you definitely could not put that in your pocket. There was the over the shoulder one that was like huge. Yeah. Like most of the movie was in the the one that Heather had that was just like hand size. But you still couldn't put that in a pocket. Oh, for sure, <laughs> it's too no. Big. It's too bulky. <laughs> did, what did your parents film your your uh, talent shows in your school like <laughs> little uh, pageants or whatever on yeah like phones yeah <laughs> no kidding what the fuck every parent had one of those fucking cameras have you ever seen mean girls yeah exactly but she's dancing yeah but i also think it's funny that the tv turned itself off because that probably means that they accidentally paused it i don't think it would turn off on itself oh no either otherwise. paused it or like sat on the remote yeah sat on the remote but it'd be funny if they're if they're watching and they got freaked out that i turned off by itself it's like oh the ghost unplugged your tv it was done <laughs> Three and a half stars. It's maybe good that these guys get lost and eaten or whatever, because before stuff starts going wrong, it seems like the documentary was probably going to suck. Thank you. Yeah. Five stars. You're going to write us a happy ending, Heather? Finally raising my rating to five stars because found footage horror begins and ends here. This is literally the blueprint. I don't think anything will ever top the super specific kind of scary. Well, we've already debated that, so. But also, like... I understand, like, your point of, like, it's scary in a realistic way of being lost. And it's very specific to, like, this movie's very specific to, like, getting lost in the woods, screaming at each other, hating everyone. What about the ritual? The ritual. The ritual's got a, well, I don't know, because there's a village. This movie's got a monster, too. But they, yes, yes, but they got they a, get lost they in find the woods, a village. don't they? Yeah, hold on, they find a village. <laughs> <laughs> they find a village with other people, and the people are against them. I don't know. It's similar, but, like, this is with camcorders. <laughs> this one, you you just can't fucking see anything that's the difference <laughs> but there, i mean there's plenty of movies that we like because the real life ram of like the real life idea of being lost in nature is scary the descent oh yeah that's true yeah that's a good one i don't you know i think this is only different because it's a found footage version of scary yeah one star from 2000 imdb well i hated this movie the first time so one year later i rented it again to see what 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 was i missing well i am missing a brain for thinking that it might improve with age or a second time around it doesn't mm -hmm. as a matter of fact it gets worse <laughs> i don't get the big deal and it is not scary not entertaining does not hold your interest it does not have good characters it does not make you think it isn't even mindless fun it's just stupid and annoying and complete waste of time i guess one can never underestimate the taste of a, of the public at large this movie deserved to make zero dollars i still think the entire budget of the movie went to beer and pizza and twigs and rocks <laughs> made me save money by not going to see blair witch 2 i agree with all of it i you said earlier it's like what could they spend it on i was i was thinking of this one i was like beer and pizza <laughs> and whatever fucking camper <laughs> the directors were sleeping in because they weren't sleeping the in a tent hong kong hey guys <laughs> They have the walkie-talkie and they're like eating food audibly into it and being like, are you guys hungry? You need anything? We can't eat until m six hours from now because you guys still need to be hiking. We need to still make it to this destination point. So we're not going to stop to eat for another six to eight hours. And we were actually a little hungrier than we realized that we ate half of your food. Don't Sorry, be mad. Bye. Don't be mad. <laughs> and then they like let go and put it down. <laughs> and they really actually need to talk to them because like they're lost and they won't answer. That's the, one of the three times they got lost. <laughs> I, I don't think people who liked it liked The Blair Witch 2. No, because, I mean, it's a remake of a horror film. They're never going to be great. I mean, there's some instances. I'm not saying. The bar is low. The bar is low. Yeah. What was The Blair Witch sequel about? I think it's modern. I think it takes place in 2016. No, not that one. 
there oh, was the another 2001. one. Yeah. So it's actually a meta thing. It's it's film students who watch the Blair it's... Witch movie within the movie. And I it... thought it was going to be the witch filming men. <laughs> <laughs> these, these kids won't leave me alone. They're stalking me. I gotta get rid of them. They keep knocking my rocks over. <laughs> they keep making, messing up my stuff. No, it's students in the in the second movie watch the Blair Witch movie and go out into the woods to create their own movie. And it's basically that. I want to watch it to see how stupid it is. I want to watch it to see if I like it. That would be hilarious if you ended up liking the second one by <laughs> the first one. That would be the most hipster thing about myself. Be like, actually, I'm a bigger fan of Blair Witch 2, actually. It would be funny. <laughs> it would. Be it, funny. It would. It would be a good bit it for me to have. It would be a good bit. And honestly, I'd just be happy that you like the Blair Witch movie. <laughs> I'll take it. She likes the Blair Witch too. <laughs> Half a star. Do you guys think the Blair Witch is a move, be honest? Does she have children? She has those demonic children that help her. I don't know if they're hers. I think the whole thing is that she steals children. <laughs> oh, yeah, she could be. They're not hers. Yeah, she's you know she's not a mother she took okay. them in <laughs> she took them <laughs> you say one way i see it another you know <laughs> this is my daddy dope dragon okay <laughs> y'all people are sick and twisted <laughs> all right one star from imdb which okay it sounds dirty but it, it's actually pretty it's it, uh, i see yeah, yeah i yeah. see the emperor yeah. thing. I, I see what they're saying yeah, yeah. yeah i thought it was gonna be weird but i was like oh that's actually a good point the witch has no clothes right in 2001 this one is like the fable about the emperor and his new clothes he didn't have any and the blair witch doesn't have any this thing was awful i wanted to like it i expected to like it i tried to like it i came away hating it i saw this thing three times and while it's got a great idea it's not terrible for a student film say it's far far too long and boring for the one trick it's got to pull i sim i simply am at a loss at as to how many people can allegedly have loved this thing yeah allegedly <laughs> um i feel like some of you not you not you mm -hmm. i feel like some of you have gaslit yourselves into it, thinking that this is a good movie. <laughs> I thought that they were going to say something about, like, the Blair Witch doesn't even exist. Like, it's it's mm. it's the idea of it that leads them to this thing. And, like, I would have taken if, like, one of them snapped, you know? Like, and the Blair Witch wasn't real the whole time, but they just, one of them snapped and kill, killed each other. They all killed each other, actually. I don't know. Which kind of could be the case. Or if they left it open-ended that, well, you know, it, it would be if it weren't for the way the ending is filmed. I feel mm, like that, yeah. that's, it, it's open-ended, but it's like something killed them. It wasn't one of the three of them. Something killed them. But if they left it open-ended in a way where you're like, maybe one of them killed the other ones. That could have been an interesting, especially the whole time we're thinking it's demonic, but the whole mm -hmm. time it, it really is one of them. That actually could have been an interesting ending. Yeah, like Josh wasn't really dead. Yeah, he was just luring them to the house just so you could find him. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it, yeah. They have that whole thing about, like, that whole little side conversation about him, like, losing it. I see it. I see it. See? I could have fixed your movie. <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs> Three stars. Oh, I don't want to read this one. <laughs> I don't know why I include this one. <laughs> but same, though. Why would I would never go into the woods alone with two men that i hardly know i feel the same sentiment about just being stuck in the woods with two any men of the, just two. any of the no no any of the three of them yeah. not just the men <laughs> like i i'm girl support girls but not heather not heather <laughs> feminism leaves my body when i watch this movie 
Yeah. Two stars. If I was lost in the woods, I would have just walked out. I don't see the problem. <laughs> I'm saying. Just drop a pen. <laughs> Literally, like, maps can be drawn on. They can. Mark spots. Like, mark spots. Mark where you're going. She just had the map. Yeah. She was like, I know we're here. I know where we are. For sure. No, you whatever, Heather. You can't read a map. And she really couldn't. Because she was like, I don't know where we are. And she, and also a good point. They started off of the map. Yeah, she went a different route. So who even knows where they actually ended up? Mm -hmm. This is four stars. I haven't felt this fucking evil sense of fear since staying up at 2 a.m. when I was like 11 to watch Slenderman Let's Play videos. <laughs> oh my god. Seems like the target audience. It seems like the, yeah. Did you ever play Slenderman? No. Just the idea of Slenderman freaked me out, so I never... Oh yeah. I never dabbled. I only played it during the day, and my mom had to come in and tell us to not play it because we wouldn't shut up. <laughs> Because we screaming our heads off. She's like, I'm done. Turn it off. Turn it off. No more no more Slenderman. No more Slenderman. Minecraft only. Were you playing Minecraft as a kid? Yeah, I did Minecraft. I didn't know you played Minecraft. Yeah, I played Minecraft. Yeah. I didn't know you were a gamer. I was, I was a bit of a gamer back then. <laughs> I had, uh, what is it? Not Zootopia. Zoo Lagoon. Zoo Tycoon. Okay, I was about to be like, what? Yeah, yeah, Zoo Tycoon. I had that. Yeah, I just, I didn't know you ever played Minecraft in your life. Like, I would have bet money that you hadn't. Really? That's so odd. Yeah, I played Minecraft a lot. I have it on my phone, I think. <laughs> it's like a little game. Like the little free version. I just feel like I am looking at a person I don't know right now. I don't know why. Like That's so funny. I didn't know you didn't know that. I would have never, I would have bet money that you'd never been in the same room with Minecraft on. <sighs> That's so it's funny. so random. Yeah. I never would have. I like it. It's never come up. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't my I mean, personality, but you know. You have it on your fucking phone. Yeah, I guess I do. Yeah, it was a good time. That's, I, it's, not, it's not as earth shattering as like I'm making it seem. It's just never would have guessed. It's funny that you would bet against it. That's, that's the funny part. Like you would be like, <laughs> you should think I was in the room when it was on. <laughs> well, Minecraft makes me think of 13 year old boys. So I don't really equate it with you i don't know i mean i didn't play multiplayer it was just by myself but well yeah 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 but yeah you get to build a house have a dog i was doing the sims so i that's that was my version yeah yeah exactly it's just the same version of playing god anyway <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just fun fun little surprise fact yeah there you go <laughs> no stars josh looking like a guy at a tool concert is some real 90s verisimilitude is that what that is verisimilitude you know what that means? I think it just means like vibe, you know? Yeah. Funny vibes. That. 90s vibes. <laughs> I think it's like, it, it's accurate to the time, I think is what it means. Definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. Let me look it up because this is one of those words that I've read and I'm like, I think I know what it means, so I'm just going to roll with it. I know this was in a textbook somewhere that I should have remembered, but I don't. The appear. Okay, I was right. It, it just made it like seem more accurately 90s. I don't think that really works here because it was a in a 90s movie it's just that's just what that dude looked like <laughs> yeah he was sh he just showed up to work that's just what that dude wore every day that's what he looked like yeah he had that <laughs> facial hair <laughs> oh question mm -hmm. i know they cut off his ponytail and that's what's wrapped in the thing okay yeah what the fuck else is in there they said hair and teeth but it looks like there's like a chunk of meat in there yeah i thought it was like I, it looked like they ripped his ponytail off and like a little skin came with it that's probably what it is uh, that's probably what they implied it is and like teeth and stuff i always it was it's always so grainy enough where i don't know exactly what it is heather's just off it a little she's just barely oh, it's barely on screen 
is that where the money went <laughs> yeah that little chunk of meat <laughs> yeah i know enough of what they're saying to understand what they mean he just kind of looks like a dirt bag from the 90s yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, last one. This is a 10 out of 10 from INDB. It's written in 2021. Masterclass in Horror. Surprised by the 6.5 score, saw this twice at the cinema when it came out. First time absolutely terrified me. Watching in 2021, I'm surprised to report I find it just as chilling. It's the primal screams, the not knowing what's going on, being persecuted for no good reason, the pleasure gained by some from the pain of others, the slow descent into despair and near lunacy, the verisimilitude that the cheapness of the production lends to it. It's the good old-fashioned psychological horror with not a jump scare in sight and only the merest use of gore. Low budget always suits horror better when done well. It does add to the annoyance when you can't see anything, I will say. Mm-hmm. It lends to your, like, you're annoyed with the characters, but also you're like, <laughs> <laughs> pause it, pause it. <laughs> what is, enhance. I saw something. <laughs> enhance. It's just the grainiest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> what would you rate this movie? Like a three. Okay, I, I thought it was going to be lower for you. That's reserved. Like, I think somebody else said, like, there have been definitely been worse movies. I think it was Richard. It's the first of its kind. Yeah. I can't, I got to give them props for how they did it. I got that. I would say it was Lamb with a seven. I think it's, to me, I think it's pretty solid. It's not one of my favorites, but it's up there. Understandable. And again, I understand why you like it. I understand why you hate it. <laughs> it was nice working with you. It was nice working with you. Is there anything else you want to say? I think we've said I think we've said a, a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if you have any recommendations for us, you can reach out to us on our Instagram at Easy Bake Takes. We also have a TikTok at Easy Bake Takes. We have our website where we post review overviews and transcripts of our episodes. That's easybaketakespodcast.com. You can follow us on Letterboxd if you want. And don't forget to follow us wherever you listen, share us with a friend, and leave a review or a rating if you can, because it really helps us out a lot. And thank you so much for listening. My name is cat and i'm riley this has been easy bake takes easy watching out there bye bye